Really, the goal is just to use our stories to bring veterinary medicine to life for the pet caretakers of the world. Uh, and we're doing it because we believe that educating these caretakers is the most powerful thing that we can do to improve the life quality of all of the pets that we love. All right, hello everybody, it's Dr. Natalie Keith. Dr. Mariah Goodall. And this is Vet Tales. We are talking about um, toxins today. Yeah. So it's a broad topic. So it is. Yeah, we'll see what we what we get covered, but uh, you know, right? It's always the the gamble with us is where where exactly are we going to get? Yeah. During the podcast, <laughs> what stories are we going to tell? Yes. Yeah. So, and I mean, this is a bit brutal because I feel like we're going to. I feel like we should start off with the tale of why we're talking about toxins today. Yeah. Um, which uh, kind of a heartbreaker. It is a heartbreaker. So yeah. That's the, um, you know, warning, mm -hmm. I guess, warning label on this story. Um, we had a 11-month-old boxer come in that was coughing up blood and um, had blood in her lungs. And blood work showed she was not able to clot. Um, her coag profiles were prolonged. She had no platelets left. Um, and platelets are the little guys that go and plug all the holes and then like duct tape, I guess, mm -hmm. and um, on the vessels. And um, we started plasma, we started vitamin K, um, tried to aggressively uh, manage this blood loss. But unfortunately, within a couple of hours of her arrival, she had um, began having seizures. And then um, eventually, you know, the blood loss um, in her lungs specifically caused her to pass away. So it was heart-wrenching because um, the dog had a history, a known history of having eaten rat poison two weeks ago. Yeah. And those anticoagulant or adenocides, so the ones that make them bleed, if we catch it mm -hmm. and we know about it, yeah. oftentimes we can manage them to where they're they have no symptoms of having done that. Yeah. And I think also the scary thing about those, or maybe tricky, is that... Um, like, so the dog eat rat, eats rat poison, let's say. And then the owners realize, oh, um, he ate rat poison three days ago, but he's fine. And what, what you don't realize is that those are staying in the body for three weeks. They, mm -hmm. they really, like the old school anticoagulant rat poisons, like your warfarin. Yeah, your warfarin. Um, you know, those were much shorter duration, but mm -hmm. those bromethylene toxins that we see in most of our rat poisons today, unless they're vitamin D, which we'll get into later but um that the three weeks three mm -hmm. weeks is how long you have to actively continue to treat the dog so even if your dog ate the rat poison you know it you get your medicine from the veterinarian you have to continue those therapies for three weeks or your dog could still bleed out at two and a half weeks yep and which is what happened with this particular dog mm -hmm. i don't think she had received any treatment um unfortunately but um, but again, she was fine for two weeks mm -hmm. until eventually she had depleted her system of coagulation tools and the hemorrhaging began. And by that point, it was just yeah too much. Yeah, it, it's a really tragic story. And there's such, yeah, there's such long acting drugs. You know, so many rats were getting resistant to warfarin. Yeah. So they had to make them last longer. I know. And so uh, now when yeah. you have a goofy 11 month old boxer yeah. who's eating everything including chicken bones apparently also yeah that was another like a scare factor for her she had chicken bones in her <laughs> stomach and we were worried she might have had a perforation and anyway yeah but uh, yeah 
then then you end up yeah with with a, a pet that needs some more long-term care yeah. and it's important also you know one thing I get frustrated with sometimes with those cases is it's important to follow up and make sure at that three-week mark that yeah. you can come off because some of those pets hundred yeah, percent need it up to six weeks I've seen yeah so my, yes I remember that little Jack Russell we had that was mm-hmm. like that we were like okay now we can take him off and then we're like oh another nope. week <laughs> so yeah what we typically will do is start them on vitamin k which is the if you have an anti uh coagulating type of rat poison um then vitamin k is the standard treatment plan once you have them stabilized you know mm-hmm. um and then we will have them come what i do is have them come back 48 hours after their last vitamin k so yep. they do it for three weeks then they come back in two days after that and we check their coags and say, can you do this on your own? Mm-hmm. Or do you need to continue having supplements with vitamin K so that your clotting cascade isn't uh, interrupted? Yeah. And just FYI, so vitamin K is what actually helps the liver um, basically recycle those clotting factors. Your body doesn't make new ones every time they're, made, every time they're used. It, it recycles them using vitamin K. Yeah, and, and so the toxin binds the, yep. that vitamin K, essentially, is stopping the clotting cascade from renewing. Mm-hmm. And so we have to keep giving the body new vitamin K yep. to, so that we can keep the clotting cascade <laughs> happening. Yeah. So it's a little complicated. And I think that's the whole thing is, like, people are really notorious about, like, I'll take my antibiotics till I feel better than I quit. Mm-hmm. And the dogs look fine. Yes, that's but, the goal. <laughs> yeah, but it's sort of like taking your allergy medicine so you don't sneeze. It's mm-hmm. like, well, but if you stop taking it, your allergies will come back. Mm-hmm. But this is way worse than that. This is bleeding to death. <laughs> so yeah, it's not good. Um, so my other tale is, I, I'm sure I have told you the story. Like, I feel like it happened probably while you were here. My, my timeline gets a little weird, but we oh. were... Max. No, it was Bill. Oh, it was Bill. Yeah. Yeah, so we were, basically, we live in kind of a a country neighborhood. We don't live there now, uh, completely related to the story. (laughs) Um, But we we had this um, little man that lived um, kind of next door-ish, like across our little drives. And we we had a shared gate between us. And um, one morning, my husband goes out to, uh, to feed horses. And it's kind of like... I can't remember if it's spring or fall now, but it's like that dewy mm-hmm. season. And um, he goes out and he's like, sees this white bucket in the middle of our yard underneath our tree. And he's like, what is that white bucket just sitting there? That's so weird. And so he walks over to it, which is like on the opposite end of our acreage as the, as the horse is kind of in the opposite direction. So he walks over there and he can see these little footprints in the dew all the way from the guy's front porch out to underneath our tree, and then there's the bucket, and then all the way back to his house, another little set of dewy footprints. And the bucket was a giant, a giant bucket, like three gallons of rap bait. And so I was immediately panicked, right? Because that's the first thing you should always do in a situation like that, <laughs> if possible. And then I make my dogs throw up both of because both of them had been outside that morning mm-hmm. already to go to the bathroom and whatever, and um, and Bill threw up loads and loads and loads of dewormer. <laughs> but the good news was is that meant that he'd probably ingested it recently enough. Yeah. And then we put him on vitamin K and monitored his blood work, and he was totally fine. And there was no ill event from that. I put Max on vitamin K too, yeah. even though he didn't have any rat bait in his throw up. 
Um, but I felt like, you know, better safe than sorry, because there's no harm in giving vitamin K if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we survived that episode. So that's like the other end of the spectrum on how those can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can, if you're act- proactive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, I mean, your dog can just like <laughs> mainline. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rat poison and, and yeah. be okay. As yeah. yeah, as long as you're supporting the system uh-huh. to offset that mechanism, then, yep. yeah, they, they don't necessarily have to suffer ill consequence. I think the tricky part is when owners don't know. Yeah. Which uh, statistically is 30% of the time mm-hmm. in the last study that I read, which has been a minute ago, actually, but... Um, 30% of dogs that are proven to have rat poison in the system have owners that swear there is no way it could have happened. Yeah. Which is scary. It is scary. But, you know, you move into a house, maybe it's a rental, or, you know, you bought it from someone, and you have no idea that in the crawl space there's rat Mm -hmm. poison. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's rats under there, so you're little Jack Russell. Yeah. Dachshund trying to get under there. Um, you know, and, and you can live there for years. I've definitely had people who were like, you know, they, they saw the poison. So they come in and they're like, we've been in this house three years and yeah. I've never seen this. Yeah, for and sure. it was, you know, in the back of a cabinet or. Yeah. Or behind like a built in structure, yeah. you know, and then you decide to, you know, whatever, remove that mm-hmm. and find surprises. Yeah. So it happens for yeah. sure. What I had this question yesterday come up because we did like a two-minute Facebook Live video on rat poison. Mm-hmm. Um, and the client says, what about cats that eat mice that have eaten bait? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you typically, like, what's your um, fear level on that? You know, and I saw, I think I saw your answer to that. Um, Which I, know. honestly, I stole from Dr. East. <laughs> that's what they told her in school. Because it was always so vague. It, yeah. Like, they wouldn't ever, like, set on an answer for mm-hmm. me. And But Dr. Eastup said that they told her that yes, but then it was like, I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, it's still active in their system. Yeah. So it could be active in the cat system. So I think, I think for me... Um, depending on how much I love my barn cats, <laughs> how good of a barn cat they are. And how easily it is to medicate them. Yeah. Um, I would probably go ahead and treat them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and you know, it could happen to a house cat, too. Because, mm-hmm. um, uh, again, same scenario. You, you maybe don't even know there's rat poison in the house. Uh, you Mice come out in the winter. It's your first winter there. And then now you have little drugged mice running around, and your cat inside catches it. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, my cat would never eat the mice. But... It could happen. <laughs> if they don't eat the mice, then no big then, deal. Yeah, you're no big deal. But yeah, if they're eating mice, um, especially yeah, if it's your first year in that house, mm-hmm. I think I would be extra cautious. Or even if you live, I suppose if you live in town and your neighbors are like big rat poison people, mm-hmm. then the mice could definitely get the poison from one house and scurry across. They can. And um, so, yeah. So I think. Um, I think just with that 30% in general and or like this cat question of eating mice and so forth, um, I think the next most helpful thing would be to be aware of what you're looking for Mm -hmm. in dogs that maybe are poisoned. Yeah. So, I mean, that, man, isn't that like so varied? Because this this boxer we had come in, her chief complaint was coughing up blood. Mm -hmm. Um, so, So, you know, there you go, coughing. Um, you can have just GI upset, vomiting up blood, bloody diarrhea. 
Um, bruising is a big one, yeah. um, which can be kind of hard on those dark colored dogs. Yeah, or really long haired dogs. Uh-huh. And even like, because you can look at their gums for petechiation, but who's doing that? As like every, I mean, besides you. <laughs> she raised her hand for those of you who couldn't see that. Um, but true story, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're brushing your dog's teeth and you're noticing these little red pinpoint, mm-hmm. like, and that could be any number of clotting disorder. It doesn't mean that they necessarily got into rat poison, but it does mean you have a problem. Yeah, it does. And so you need to bring it in. And, you know, if we're suggesting rat poison, even if you don't think it's there, like just hop on board the vitamin K train. Yeah, it's cheap, it's easy, it's safe. Yeah. And it's just like a chewable pill once a day, like mm-hmm. could save your dog's life. Yeah. It's like taking the malaria pill when you go, you know, to the malaria places. Just five cents a pill. Just take it. Just do it. Yeah. Because you don't want malaria. Because you don't want malaria. (laughs) I hear it's horrible, so don't recommend. Um, But, yeah, so when in doubt, do the vitamin K. Mm -hmm. A lot of times our blood, when we're running blood work, we're not actually finding the toxin. We're finding the damage that's left behind that indicates it's there. Yeah, low platelets or, yeah, those coagulation times are long. Anemia, possibly, mm-hmm. you know, depending, depending on how, long. how much they're mm-hmm. bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not sure, if you're fearful that your animal might have got into a rat poison, then just let us check. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, yep. check it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what about vitamin D toxicosis? Uh. I know. <laughs> That's how I feel about it, too. Yeah. Because, so the anticoagulants, you have this pretty nifty. Uh, antidote basically yep. vitamin k uh your um yeah your other ones your vitamin d your colocalciferol is what you'll read on the label um don't use oh god please don't please don't use yeah now sometimes you know someone has put this in your environment and it's not yeah, your fault but you, you yeah don't but don't, don't buy it don't buy it um because what it does is it messes up the signaling in the body for where the calcium should go and so you have just crazy calcium in the bloodstream um it messes up your kidneys uh it, it'll mess up just your your neuron firing mm-hmm. so you'll get dogs who have tremors or seizures even um, but typically the, the kidneys are going to go first and mm-hmm. so you'll have a dog who's just in renal failure and now having seizures yep uh, and there's no antidote. Nope. It's fluids and fluids and more fluids and a hope and a prayer. A hope and a prayer and time and, mm-hmm. yeah, and then repeat that again. Yep. It is no fun. Mm-mm. Now, again, you know, getting, uh, inducing vomiting immediately is probably your best. Um, like if they, if you know that they've gotten in, into any toxin um, of, of this type, I mean, there are some things you don't want to induce vomiting over, but. 90% of the time, yeah. uh, get them to vomit. We can do activated charcoal to try to bind what is in the stomach so we're not absorbing it into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, fluids. So it's scary. Uh, those dogs do not do well. No, they don't. I mean, just historically, we've we've not had great luck with it because you mm-hmm. just you, you almost can't flush that calcium out, depending on how much they got, but you almost can't flush that calcium out as fast as the body's mobilizing it. Yep. Yeah, and it just messes up the whole system. Mm-hmm. It's a delicate system, yeah, actually. Uh, which I think you know, um, you know, you're maybe you're looking at labels, maybe you're not. But if you have a dog that's been um, you you have suspected or cat, obviously, uh, that has uh, suspected to ingest something, 
bring the package with you because Mm -hmm. we can tell a lot about what we need to do for treatment if you can find that package. Like, so in the case of my neighbor's uh, bucket, it was great because it had the label right on there. We knew exactly (laughs) what toxin that was in there. So it was super helpful. Um, I don't even know why he would do that. My dogs were not like problematic. He didn't have livestock. They were in their yard. Like, maybe he's just trying to get rid of it. And he thought, He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what to do with those rat boys. That's a very, that's a very sweet intention that you've assigned to him. That was not where I was going to go with it. Um, Anyway, I digress. But yes, make sure you find those packages if at all possible, because Mm -hmm. that is super helpful for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, bromethylene versus um, what are some of the other like, because there's several of those newer um, anticoagulation ones. But we can usually tell by looking at the roots, root of the word, and then even, you know, researching it, mm-hmm. what its mechanism of action is. And so we can offset damage the best we can. Yeah. Luckily, we have this pretty cool little tool that helps us. We're talking about the tox buddy. The tox yeah. buddy. Yeah. That is so helpful for, so like any toxin, right? Mm-hmm. Like accidentally dropped my blood pressure medicine and my five pound Yorkie got it, you know, mm-hmm. um, we can... Even if it's not something that, because there's a billion drugs out there that people have to use for different things, and dogs will accidentally get into them for whatever reason, and we can just plug it into the system with the weight of the dog, how much do we think they got into, what's the name of it, Mm -hmm. and it will tell us um, a ton of information. Yeah. How worried we need to be, what steps do we need to take, what symptoms do you need to look out for, it's really amazing. So yeah, if you guys have questions... Um, and yeah, you're, and you're a client of ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call and, and ask if yes. we can. Yes, if you have questions and you're not a client of ours, call your vet immediately. Yes. Like, do not delay. Because if you can get these dogs to vomit up whatever they ingested within four hours, mm-hmm. um, you're way ahead of the game. Yep, you are. Mm-hmm. Sooner the better. Uh-huh. Up and at them. <laughs> <laughs> and vomiting, inducing vomiting at home can be done. Um, people use peroxide or salt, I think, mm-hmm. commonly. Um yeah. I've used peroxide a couple times. That's what I did with Bill that morning. Yeah. Was peroxide. I've done peroxide on, on Sadie and um, my my mother-in-law's dog once ate a whole chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. Nummy, nummy. I would totally do yeah. that, too. I mean, I would, too. Like, yeah. I don't blame him. But, um, yeah, we induced vomiting. That's amazing. <laughs> One of my favorite emergencies was, um, which is a great timing, actually, because we're almost to Halloween. By the time this goes out, it might be Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this emergency back in the day when we were still coming up in the middle of the night. And this dog had gotten up on the counter because she was a, a standard poodle. So, you know, she had some legs on her. Mm-hmm. She gets up there, gets a whole trick-or-treat basket, eats oh. the candy wrapper and all. All of it. And so... Um, she was she was actually a pretty dainty, like, proper young lady. Uh-huh. And so he brings her in, and I'm trying to get her to vomit. And, like, now we have, of course, that's been probably 10 years ago, but now we have those um, eye drops that are mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and they you just put a little drop in the eye, and it creates this emesis effect. And then you can immediately reverse it with some other medications so they're not nauseous forever. Right. Um, but, it, you know, this has been a minute ago, and we didn't have, like, as many great options. And we're trying to get her to vomit. And I'm telling the dad, I was like, leave her alone. She doesn't want to throw up in front of you. And he's like, that's crazy. 
And I was like, no, it isn't crazy. She's trying to be proper, and I, she won't vomit. <laughs> and he's like, finally, he's kind of, like, irritated that she won't vomit. And he's like, well, can I at least check out while we're waiting? And I was like, sure, sure. So he lets go of her leash in the lobby so that he can, like, stand up at the desk where I'm, like, trying to help him check out. Because back in the day, again, it's just me and this client in this building, which mm-hmm. sounds crazy now that I'm saying it out loud. It is a little crazy. <laughs> it is a little crazy, but that's how we did it. And... um as soon as he let go of the leash and turned around, she puked up that entire <laughs> bucket of candy all over the lobby floor. There was Twix and Snickers and Milky Way wrappers, melted chocolate goo everywhere. Oh, it was fabulous. <laughs> so, yes, those are other reasons why we have to make the dogs puke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chocolate's a chocolate's a common yeah. toxicity. I mean, it's so tempting for all of us. It is. And when you don't have opposable thumbs, like sometimes you have to eat the wrapper too. You do. Yeah. It's just part of it. It is. Yeah. <laughs> one must do what one must do to <laughs> ingest chocolate. So anyway, um, what else can you think of? Oh, so okay, let's just say it's a different kind of toxin. Like, like you were talking about, we might look on Toxbuddy. Um, let's use ibuprofen. Because mm-hmm. ibuprofens are really common mm-hmm. one. So let's say the dog, because they're candy-coated too. Yeah. They taste good. They actually do. <laughs> I, like, they're better than an M&M. Why does an M&M covering not taste as good as an ibuprofen covering? You know, I, I, that's a question for whoever makes M&Ms. Who, Mars? Is that, Hers- is that Hershey or is it Mars? I don't know. Anyway. Someone will have to, if anybody listens to this, <laughs> you'll have to answer that question first because this is not our field of expertise. Right. Um, but anyway, so we'll have dogs get, like, a handful or like a bottle of ibuprofen mm-hmm. um, one or two ibuprofen not a huge deal um, but I have seen dogs nearly die from ingesting a handful of ibuprofen pills and I think what's tricky about things like those types of toxins is that sometimes it takes a few days to tell the story mm-hmm. so you can come in we can induce vomiting we can put them on fluids and run blood work and the blood work might look totally fine but a week later is when you might see the kidneys are, like, really offended by the situation. Yeah. Or the liver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually had one recently. Um, she was a little dog, and she had gotten, like, 200 milligrams. And so Tox Buddy was like, uh, you should be cautious. Yeah, uh, not, like, crazy, crazy, but... Uh-huh. Um, so we, yeah, induced vomiting, um... It was one of the gel caps. Yeah. So so you saw the little green <laughs> in her vomit. Yay! <laughs> um, so we knew we got it up, went ahead and gave her activated charcoal, and then had her come back and checked her blood work, and, and actually, or his blood work. It was a um, boy? It was a boy. Yeah, I can't um, mess that up. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it looked great um, for him. He actually yeah. had some pre-existing kidney disease, <laughs> so that was always fun. Yeah, you got to factor that in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it looked great for him, and so it was like, okay, so dodged a bullet there but yeah ibuprofen you know 200 milligrams to us is like not like i take 800 yeah yeah not, i mean granted we're bigger than yorkies yes but still but still um and so you you have to be really cautious with yeah. it um and then careful and make sure you come in for that follow-up because what if our kidneys hadn't looked yeah great especially in a dog that already has problems yeah high risk for kidney disease mm-hmm. getting worse you know um, yeah, so watching those things. And I think um, a lot of times clients will come in and they'll, like, think that the blood work we're doing is looking for that toxin. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it works. Like, yeah. you could take blood samples and send it to a tox lab and say, can you check for this particular drug? 
but um, you would have to know which drug you were looking for and then like how much is in there and does that matter and at that point it's like days later Mm -hmm. and you're not sure that you um, actually need that information anymore and so it's it's really misleading so really you're just looking about like is the body doing okay Mm -hmm. yeah I mean especially yeah with like ibuprofen you know a week later the dog's either already sick or yeah. you dodged your bullet. Yeah, for sure. Yep, so um, so there's that. The mushrooms, too, um, is another toxin that I'll see dogs get into. Like, mushrooms will pop up in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, I think, bother dogs, but I've no. seen several come in with, like, acute hepatitis or liver angriness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always an interesting one. Yeah, and that one's tough because you don't always know. Yeah. You know, because, they'll, yeah, they'll pop up overnight. You let your dog out while you get ready. Then yeah. you come home for lunch and your dog's sick. Yeah. Yeah, and they can get really nasty GI signs pretty mm-hmm. quickly. But um, And so a lot of times you're just speculating. Yeah. Again, you're just like, okay, well, we know that it's a rainy season. We know we have a lot of mushrooms. These symptoms fit. Your liver values are angry. Your dog was otherwise healthy last week. So you treat the symptoms. You recheck in a month to make sure the liver is, like, mm-hmm. better. And, and you go on with your life and hope they don't do it again because clearly they like to eat mushrooms. <laughs> I mean, I like mushrooms. I do too, but they do scare me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, all the morel hunters. I know. I'm always like, I'm just so worried. We did that once, though. Yeah. Um, we had some that were growing up around our pond, and they were so good. Yeah. But, yeah, but they're pretty distinct-looking mushrooms, so you feel okay about it. <laughs> it's still weird, though. Yeah. <laughs> you just never mushrooms are they're their own they have their own uh classification right like mm-hmm. fun, fungi mm-hmm. like that's how weird they are <laughs> they are yeah yeah they're, they're not, not a plant a, not a normal thing Mm-mm. no they're their own little guy so anyway um i can't think of any other questions that people ask us about toxins a lot i don't know yeah i mean i think we've covered kind of the most common, common ones um except for marijuana, but I think that's oh, its, yeah. Yeah. might be its whole thing. I mean, no, we can do it. It's okay. only 25 minutes. Let's do let's do marijuana because we see it a lot. Yeah, we do. Um, and don't be embarrassed. Yeah, don't be embarrassed. We're not going to tell anybody. Yeah, I mean, we don't care. Shoot us straight. Yeah. Tell us that you have weed in the house so we can fix your dog. <laughs> like, that is the end of the story. Uh-huh. Otherwise, we're back there, like, scrambling, beating our heads against the wall. Like, what else could this be? Because they swear it's not that. And then ultimately, we kind of just, honestly, if we're going to be honest, what we usually do is be like, they're lying, it's weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, if I have a dog come in who is ataxic, so stumbling around, um, leaking urine yeah. is, like, the the symptom that is yes. almost always there mm-hmm. um and then difficult to rouse them yep and um, so so if i have that suite of symptoms like i'm treating your dog for marijuana toxicity no matter what you say no matter <laughs> what you say we yeah. are sure and you know i mean because honestly what else would it be other than maybe some other drug that causes sedation mm-hmm. and so your treatment's going to be the same which is flush 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 yeah and and really yeah that's what we do is is just flush flush their body out some dogs handle marijuana just fine yeah um, uh, quantity size of dog like those things yeah and then metabolism you know mm-hmm. one, one thing that is actually really interesting when they're studying like canine metabolism marijuana versus humans like we as as humans metabolize it all very similarly so the, the products i break Consistent. it down into is yeah. going to be almost identical to what you do but if we compared like 
max to Blitzen, they may have wildly different byproducts, and so we don't exactly know how yeah. um, how that's going to affect them. And some of that also has to do with like, do you have I don't I don't know the the uppers and the downer weeds, you know? Yeah, and they're different plants, mm -hmm. and I don't know that much about it. But I will say that it definitely there's a wide variation mm -hmm. in the way that they're going to present depending on which exactly they got into, how much, how big is the dog, and like you say, how, mm -hmm. they, how they process it as an individual animal. Yeah. So we treat all of it like it's dangerous and, and flush, mm -hmm. flush and flush, and a lot of them present dehydrated. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's always my big worry is not so much are they going to process this okay, it's, it's, you know, what are their kidneys going to do in the meantime? Yeah, and the GI tract, I mean, mm -hmm. that does horrible things for your GI tract mm -hmm. to get all shriveled up like that. And yeah. And a lot of times they ingest it along with chocolate or along with... Yes, because it'll be like in the brownie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or um, they ate a whole thing of THC butter and so yeah. they about pancreatitis. Right? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. <laughs> Who can blame them? It smells good. It, I mean, I love butter. Yeah. And brownies. <laughs> and brownies, yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> For sure, I got I got no judgment against them. I would I would probably be in the same boat. Uh -huh. So, anyway, um, and then occasionally we'll see methamphetamines, and that's a whole lot different. Those are scary. Um, we do have um, like the Narcan available or naloxone. So mm -hmm. Is that what the actual drug name of it is? Mm -hmm. or did I just make that up? I no, I think you're right. I think that's right. Um, but anyway, so occasionally we'll see that. It's not very often, and we do help like police officers learn how to give that to their dogs in case they're finding it out in the field and mm -hmm. sniffing it, because that's what dogs do. Yeah. They get it in their nose, and then those dogs are in a pickle. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes they have to give those little um, those little tubes in the nose like every 30 minutes to it, every hour, um, until it finally the system stabilizes. So yeah. dogs can definitely die that way. Mm -hmm. But that's a whole different beast. That different, different completely than our our poor little weed dogs, who just <laughs> yeah. need a nap and some fluids. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyway, um, well, hopefully we've covered some helpful information for people hopefully. on toxins. Yeah. Um, don't give your dogs grapes and raisins, macadamia nuts. Mm -hmm. Please stop giving them garlic as if it were a flea preventative because it isn't, and it causes hemolytic anemia. Yes wild how many times people are like oh yeah i just it's all natural it is so is black widow venom let's not arsenic come on <laughs> yeah cyanide oleander yeah cyanide's in the middle of apple seeds uh -huh. by the way so if you're giving your dog apples don't give them the seeds mm -hmm. don't give them avocado seeds for many va like various reasons it is the perfect size to cause a foreign body it infection is. for one yeah <laughs> um man oh yeah. Um, xylitol is another one that we oh, see on occasion. So point. if you're buying peanut butter for your dog, make sure it doesn't have any xylitol. Keep any of your sugar-free gum up. Yeah, anything that says sugar-free on it, don't give it to your dog because it's almost always got those artificial sugars in there. And their body doesn't respond the same way as ours. It essentially still thinks it's glucose, mm -hmm. and it isn't. And so they dump all this insulin in to the system, and they'll become hypoglycemic, which mm -hmm. is very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, you'll so. have seizures, sudden death. I mean, it's, it's scary. Yeah. So no sugar-free things for your dog. Mm -hmm. We probably shouldn't be eating it either, honestly. I, you know, I always wonder. Mm -hmm. And they, they even say like for us, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, 
necessarily spike your insulin then, but you become more insulin resistant. Yeah, it definitely um, for yeah. a couple of days after you eat. Yeah, so it'll anyway, mess with you. I does. mean, the gum I'm okay with, but I try to avoid it and everything else. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess I just feel like gum is so small, and you're not really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. TMJ disorder over here. I don't chew gum. Oh, fair. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> But I like it. So anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, those are the main ones that you want to avoid. People know not to give chocolate. Don't let them eat your cigarette butts. Don't let them eat coffee grounds. Nicotine toxicities are wild. Mm-hmm. And they're hard to diagnose. They are. They're really they weird. they look like a lot of other things. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Be we careful. don't see them as much as we used to, though. Mm-hmm. I think probably because the, the vape. Yeah, thing. a lot of people are moving away from actual, actual cigarette butts. Because the cigarette butt is really where they, they would eat the butt, and mm-hmm. then that's where they would get sick. Yeah. Or nicotine gum would be another place they would get toxicity. Mm-hmm. So, which, again, you don't see as much yeah. as you used to as, as we did back in the 90s. Boy, <laughs> everybody had nicotine gum. <laughs> anyway, all right, well, that's all I got for today. Yeah. But if you guys have questions... Let us know. And again, um, I, I'm going to stick with when in doubt, check it out. Mm-hmm. Call your vet. We're here to help. Yeah. I mean, and we would rather see your dog immediately after and decontaminate it than play the wait and see game. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because it, it never plays yes. out. And the other thing I said in the Facebook Live yesterday for rat poison was uh, your three things to remember were puke, panic, and package. <laughs> I just think there's no way people aren't going to panic. Let's throw it in there. We need them to puke and bring the package. Yep. That's it. So that's your words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, that's all we have for today. I hope you all are having a good one. If you have any questions, um, you always can ask them on the podcast uh, commentary. You can email, call or text at Northside Veterinary Hospital if we're your people. Or even if we're not, you just send an email us. That's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all we have for today. Yep. All right. Bye.